This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It is the biggest game of Arsenal's season. Arsenal against Liverpool in the Premier League at the Emirates. A must-win fixture if the Gunners are to indeed stamp their authority on this title race or risk falling out of it entirely. I'm going to be joined by a fantastic cast of our members from the Discord server to have a chat about all of it and more. This is the Arsenal Preview Show. Hello and welcome to the Gunnar Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal preview show looking ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. As always, I'm joined by a fantastic cast of guests and today is no different. Uh, let me introduce you first of all to Leo. Leo, how are you doing? You good, you well? Hi. Hello, Thomas. Yes, everything good? Thank you. Everything's good. I don't think I've been called Thomas unless I'm in trouble. Um, so I don't know what I've done, but... Uh... <laughs> your, your defense is in trouble. <laughs> Defence is in trouble indeed. Good good pivot. Uh, also joined by Jordan. Jordan, how you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Everything's good, Tom. How you doing? Yes, good, mate. Very good indeed. And finally joining our quartet is David. How you doing, David? You good, Joel? Yes, sir. What's going on, guys? Oh, good. Lovely stuff. Yes, big game. Huge game. The biggest of games. Leo, how nervous are we going into this one? Um, surprisingly, not very nervous. Really? Quite not, not not confident, more like optimistic. Mm. Yeah, don't 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 quite have the shivers yet. Maybe tomorrow I will, but uh yeah, just looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it is one to be looking forward to. Obviously, Arsenal won this fixture last season, but we've had a very, you know, stark reminder of what differences can happen already with the FA Cup defeat. How much Jordan do you think that FA Cup's gonna play on the minds of, of both teams going into this one? I'd say a bit. I mean, I, I think we're more if if we are nervous as fans, I think we're we're more nervous than they are. I think they know they played really well. I think that game was a coin flip um, and they, they probably took a lot of confidence from it, regardless of the scoreline at the end. Mm, yeah, it's difficult to not, you know, be emboldened, I suppose, when you've already come to the ground that you're expected to win at again and uh, and beat Arsenal for the second time in, in the space of a month. But David, it is still, I think, something of a reality check still for Liverpool that when they arrive at the Emirates with Arsenal having Gabriel Jesus this time available to them of course um, emboldened by the fact that they should have pretty much we should have pretty much our, our strongest team but they also have some players returning since we last played them in the FA Cup Andrew Robertson has come back to their team Thiago Alcantara is in training we don't know if he's going to be available for the squad we'll have to wait and see and um, Thomas Partey is not going to be available for us yet after him having a setback how are you feeling about how both teams are stacking up I think I think both teams are coming into this game very, very, um, very good. I think both of our forms are contrasting in in certain ways, but 
I mean, you can only really play with the team that you have and you can only really have confidence in the team that you have. So um, these 11 players plus the guys on the bench have to be able to do the job, you know. There is confidence, I think, from our side that we can still do something, especially from what you saw from that match in the FA Cup a couple of weeks ago. But, mm. you know, at this point, it's just these guys have to go out and do it. They have to perform like, 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 like I'm pretty sure we'll get into it, but this is one of those games where we walk in and we say, we just can't lose. We have to win or at least get a draw because anything anywhere clear to, to a loss, you're talking about titles done. Mm. Is it as simple as that for you, Leo? Is it a case of if we lose this title race is over? It's never as simple as that, but honestly, yeah, if uh, we think we're going to be eight points behind them, if we lose, I, yeah. there's very little chance of us coming back from that, I think, especially if uh, the team's mentality, the confidence gets shattered after a loss like this, especially at home. But never say never. We were eight points in front last year, but yeah, and Manchester City, of course, um, have a game in hand over us. They're level on points with us at the moment, but you'd imagine, like, yes, we don't, we'd be five, eight points, I, I guess, behind Liverpool, of course. But if we were to lose this, City, you know, win their game and their game in hand was only nine points, you know, behind them as well. So it can change very quickly. But equally, Jordan, it can change in the other direction. If Arsenal were to win this game, you're only two points behind Liverpool. Do you think the conversation dramatically changes surrounding Arsenal if this happens? Uh, the conversation does. I think that it throws us back in the mix. I think there's going to be a lot more optimism. I think mm. maybe it shifts. Uh, if we lose this game, I feel like the emphasis on the season is like, all right, let's get top four and let's push Champions League hard. And that that begins that rhetoric of like, okay, that's our route to feeling successful at the end of the season. But if we win this game, then I think it still feels like a – two-pronged attack you know with with an ability to feel good on either front mm, yeah it's i feel as though if arsenal win the game you there, there cannot be this discussions around you know arsenal aren't up for this title race this isn't the same arsenal as last season because this is a much tougher title race than it was compared to last season because obviously liverpool are involved this time around i think tottenham are far better Villa obviously are far better as well and obviously chasing pack inside the, the top four. I mean, Villa drawing today, of course, their game. Uh, sorry, uh, Spurs drawing today, their game. Uh, Everton, Villa winning very comfortably, actually, against uh, Sheffield United in their fixture. But that's taken level on points with us. Um, and, of course, closed out that goal difference as well. If Liverpool were to have a big win, you could even see Arsenal dropping into fourth and behind Aston Villa again after the same amount of games played. It really would close that up. I mean... Is there a fear, David, that this becomes very quickly a top four race rather than a title race? It could. Like, we win. It's a conversation between us, City and Liverpool. If we lose, like you said, we can get dragged into the Villas, the, the, the Spurs, mm. the West Hams and everybody else because everything right now is kind of based on kind of confidence and, and momentum for us. And I think this is an important game for us to be able to stamp out um, any bit of doubt going into the rest of the season. So, um, look, look, we just need a win, right? You know what I'm saying? We just need a win. <laughs> it's, it's really is that simple, isn't it? We just, we just need to win. It's mm. now about how Arteta goes about our. He has to find. He has to be the architect of, of the team that's going to do that. 
How do you expect us, Leo, based upon what we saw in that FA Cup game or Arsenal set up with, you know, Jorginho and Rice in midfield? Obviously, we'll come on to our lineups, what we would like to see. But if we're thinking about what Arteta's going to want to do, he had Havertz up front for that game. Jesus is, of course, available for this one. How do you think Arteta might approach this game differently to how he approached the, uh, the FA Cup? If at all, maybe you think he'll approach it exactly the same. Good question. Um, I quite like that performance against uh, Liverpool in FA Cup. We were quite unlucky to uh, concede through a own goal. Then brilliant finish by Luis Diaz. Not, yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I think our performance there, and especially in the first half, I think it was quite encouraging. And later, later Klopp said that he was quite surprised by the lineup. He saw that Arsenal lined up and he wasn't expecting how it's to play so i'm interested in his uh, anticipation of what we might do because uh, i think if now Harvard starts as a nine it's not going to play such a big surprise to club as, as it was last month but i think it's quite possible that he still does the same thing because it worked quite well but on the other hand, Jesus is, uh, is in quite a good form, as it turns out, after a goal and assist earlier this week. I I, I don't know what he might do. And also, there's a question if uh, maybe Jesus needs to be managed from fitness point of view, because he said he had some problems in his knee again before the game. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> and that's fine. You know, it's, it's fine not to know. Arteta said in his press conference that, Jesus had trained all week, so hopefully he should be okay. I mean, Jordan, what lessons do you think Arteta will have learned from that FA Cup defeat? Yeah, prop, my, what I what I hope he learned, or what I you know suspect uh, that he he caught onto was maybe Jorginho's role in that game. I think it's uh, something that's not not obvious, not at all, but like it does stick out to me as his role in that game, as far as playing against this sort of an opposition from a being able to help us break the lines with his passing and break the press with his passing and give us something to a ball over the top, a through ball, some threat in behind. And, and, mm. and I, you know, Georgie is funny, man, because what happens is you lose Partey and all of a sudden everyone loves Jorginho's passing, you know, and, and, mm. I, and I've been, I think he's fine. I think he's been, I don't, I don't peg him as this like metronome that can't move and this turret or whatever, but all of a sudden, you know, party's gone. We have Rice, who's an incredible player, but that's not his strongest suit. And all of a sudden, Jorginho is like, you know, prime Pirlo, uh, just slipping passes, you know, as a deep-lying playmaker. And and he is very good at that. And and it just that that attribute is something I think we're going to need. I, I'm nervous about him getting caught on the ball in the press, um, but I am imagining it in my head of him, you know, hitting like a no-look ball to Sacco or something, you know, putting Martinelli in to, to just mm. break that press. And I, and I do see that as something that I hope really strongly that our that Arteta does. Yeah, no, I, I think I don't think any of us didn't go for Jorginho, just a bit of a spoiler alert for, for later, but I think all of us picked um Jorginho in our in our elevens. And I think that's because of the importance of having not only the importance of having him there, but I think it actually reflects how impressed we probably all were with him in the game against Liverpool in the FA Cup as well. And 
the performance that he had in that game. He came on against um, uh, against Crystal Palace at home and played that fantastic ball in behind for for uh, was it? It was Crystal Palace, wasn't it? Yeah, for Martinelli in, in that case. And I think that's an opportunity we we could see if Trent Alexander Arnold starts there or Connor Bradley starts there and. They vacate that space and suddenly we get on the transition. You've got the opportunity to try and find Martinelli in behind. That's going to be really interesting to see if we are able to, to do that. David, we have seen, obviously, Andrew Robertson coming back. Um, it seems he's going to be, you'd imagine, probably starting this game. He was on the bench mm. in midweek. They were able to kind of give him a few minutes. But uh, and Trent as well was benched and they were able to rest some players against Chelsea because that's the side Chelsea have become now, a team in which everybody just rests their best players against because you can still get a free win against them. That's how far they've fallen as a club. Um, but he's going to be up against Ben White, of course, on that right-hand side. And on the other side, of course, what we expect to be Zinchenko, we'd imagine, how do you think we're going to cope with their fullback threat in this game? And, and Robertson's return, of course, adds a different threat this time around compared mm. to Joe Gomez, who we played last time. You know, honestly, part of me thinks that he'll still stick with Joe Gomez just to be up against Sacco mm. on that side. Like, like, like the last two yeah. games that he's played on that side, he's actually done very, very well up against Saka, and he hasn't mm. really given him a whole lot of space. Plus, Playing Joe Gomez there, you have the ability for Liverpool to kind of invert him, and that's what we saw against Chelsea. You know, going in between the um, centre backs or or um, moving up into midfield and being able to kind of pass that ball out and having that three at the back. But uh, part of me still thinks that it's probably Gomez is going to start. the The toss up is going to be if if Jurgen Klopp really wants to bring Trent back into this game. Because from what we've seen of Bradley over the past couple of games, he has done good. Um, but the biggest thing about him over Trent is that he has that defensive ability, or at least a better defensive ability, you would probably say, than Trent. But up against Arsenal, you're probably going to want that that out ball. So if you're not going to play one, you might as well play the other. Trent, I could probably see starting on that side. So um, it is it is it is going to give us a bit of a headache in that middle third of the pitch and it's really just gonna have to be about how Mikel Teta tries to get this press down because you know we're gonna have to try and pick up a lot of those guys you can't we can't allow them to get on the ball and start dictate and play that's what we did um in that second half and that allowed uh Liverpool back into the game so it's just about how we can kind of manage um those guys dropping into midfield really Mm, absolutely. Uh, I mean, speaking of, of Connor Bradley uh, in the chat box, um, let me find the comment. Yassine says Connor Bradley might not be playing um, since his, his father sadly Ooh. passed away this week. I was just checking up on that story. It's a story that came out from the Irish Independent. It's not been reported by anywhere else at this moment in time, but it is going around social media. I'd, no reason to I think that wouldn't be uh, the case. And obviously our thoughts are with Connor Bradley at what is, I'm sure, a really difficult time. So he may or may not be involved in this game. Sometimes players do play, sometimes they don't. I mean, Luis Diaz, of course, had a situation earlier on with his own father, thankfully returns safe and sound in the end. But he did play during periods where I think that he was still, it was still uncertain as to his situation. So I guess we'll only find out when it comes to to Sunday, whether or not Connor Bradley will be involved, but he's proven to be a fantastic talent. I mean, I was on Sirius XFM the other day in America talking about uh, kind of their cloning machine that Liverpool basically have of these right-back talents that they create, and it's, it's rather mm. ludicrous how good they are. 
Um, but elsewhere, of course, Leo, Mohamed Salah, we don't expect to be available. He did tease a return um, when he put on social media those images of him training outside. I would be surprised to see him uh, involved in this, but they want to obviously keep... I suppose would that's you? probably designed more than anything to keep us guessing um, than anything else. Darwin Nunez is potentially a, a doubt for this game. I know there's been suggestions that he... Uh, has had some um, kind of fitness question marks going into this week. So we don't know if he's going to be available. But now Diogo Jota is back. They've got Gakpo. You've got Diaz there, of course, as well. There's so much talent there. How are we going to stop this Liverpool attacking threat? By suffocating them and playing like we always play. They will obviously have the chances. Hopefully, all the chances will come to Davin Nunez and he will be shooting in a... No, not Jota because, yeah... But honestly, I just let's hope and believe that our guys can play the best. And if we play our best, then I think we've got a good chance of minimizing the threat that they can generate. And obviously, if Chen plays, then there's very little we can do sometimes. But if Trent isn't playing, if uh, perhaps, well, Salah hopefully won't be playing, but you know how it goes against Arsenal always. Thiago, I don't think he's going to be fit or sharp enough to play. We'll see. The key, I think, is to give them as little ball as possible and to well win every four game duel and to not get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Someone sent me a funny clip of that Arteta. I actually rewatched that um, the All or Nothing series the other day, the the January transfer window episode, because I was watching Matt just for some quotes to see what Edu would say because he just says how he's just like yeah he just hates the January window <laughs> it's just not a very nice period uh, to have to work in and uh, again it was very similar actually window that 2021 window I think it was where we didn't sign anyone and Aubameyang obviously moved on and it wasn't any incomings going on there's a lot of pressure on Arsenal from that period we went out in the league cup semi-final to, to Liverpool it's interesting I, I was watching that back and I was thinking of all the flack that Arteta has taken about what we've done in the domestic cups and we quickly forget that we actually reached the league cup semi-final not so long ago and you know very came close to, to progressing to the final we drew at Anfield of course and sadly couldn't win at home, because we had quite a few issues going on in our, our team selection of Amiang being one of those. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's funny that we reached the League Cup semi-final not so long ago. But getting back to to this one, Jordan, the in front of Jorginho is obviously Declan Rice and then Martin Odegaard as well. And a lot of people are suggesting that Martin Odegaard holds the key to this game. And that if he is to have a very good game against a big, big team, which is often something that he is questioned about, is how he performs in the biggest of games. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com then it's going to obviously be a massive boost to us. But how important do you think Erdegaard is to this one and Declan Rice, of course, as well? I don't want to abdicate Odegaard of responsibility of getting on the ball, but I, I do think that he's been starved for uh, being fed the ball, starved for mm-hmm. people finding him in, in spaces and, and been forced to drop back. And we know how his role has changed. And I don't, I don't think, I think that role suits what we need him to do right now, but doesn't suit his best abilities. I don't think, I think he could drop deep, collect the ball, be a deep lying playmaker. His passing range isn't huge, but um, I, I, that's really why I want to see Jorginho in there. I think that there's an opportunity I need we need him to break the be have the lines broken for him receive you know in the half space turn and not take too many touches which people are losing their minds over I think a little bit I definitely think that yes he's taken a, a couple we've our whole front five have taken a couple too many touches sometimes um, but that's something that they're talking about and and yes it's something I hold you know my fingers crossed for that we you know we can be a little bit more making the right final decision and usually it's not taking that extra touch but but. I, I'm mm. Odegaard has been criticized for not showing up in the big games. Maybe that's a thing. Uh, maybe that's something that, you know, is in the Twitter sphere, but I really feel like if we, it, it is on, on some level us getting him the ball in that. And I think if he's dropping super deep, it really limits what he can do and what we can do. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I think also it's worth pointing out that Erdegaard's role, I think, does change slightly when you've got Jorginho and Rice because obviously Rice does push forwards, but Erdegaard, I think, has got greater roaming um, license when it is those two. So he hopefully can help the left-hand side as well as just the right-hand side, which he does to a great extent with Saka, of course, who we need to have a really big game also. Uh, David, I don't know if we've got a friend of yours in the chat box dropping in a super chat, uh, Mark Arthur C. Phillips. Is that a friend of yours? Yeah, that's my boy, man. That's my boy, man. You guys work together. (laughs) Um, I guess I'm going to have to forward through the Super Chat to you then. Uh, but he says, uh, what's up, David D? It would not surprise me if Darwin Nunez scores a hat-trick uh, with our luck, of course. Honestly, man, look, 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 look. With our luck, Salah's going to be playing. Trent, Robertson, Thiago. Everybody's going to be fit. Suarez, Nunez everybody. is going to score a hat, hat-trick. Everybody's just going to... And and, and, and and the other thing, like, I don't know if anybody else really notices Biff with, with Liverpool. It's just like... Every time they go into these duels where you expect them not to come up with the ball, somehow they always come up with the ball. Somehow it always just lands in the right spot. And with all luck, it's just going to be the same like it was a couple weeks ago where we do everything right, nothing comes off for for us. They go right up the other end and they score. I hope not. But who knows, bro? Like... We'll have to wait and see. Fingers crossed it doesn't. Um, let's go to lineups. Jordan, we're starting with you, mate. Talk us through your selection and, and why you've picked it. Yeah, I think uh, I think the the three biggest contestable slots here are 
are we playing Jorginho or are we playing Martinelli or Trossard and and are we playing Jesus or Havertz? Uh, I think the rest picks itself, uh, and I think Jorginho is definitely going to be there for that reason of breaking press and and giving us an out ball and giving us a or playing the out ball and and breaking the lines. Um, I'm starting Jesus. It's just hard to sit him. I agree that there was that that talk of him needing his knee drained, and that was to me from from a with a physio background was like I'm not even sure how they're getting him to play if that happened in such a close proximity yeah. to the game. But he played amazingly well and seems fit and training and so i'll leave that to the physios and uh he's fit he plays and then the martinelli or trossard what i find what i find interesting is the is the what you think this game's going to be if you think this is a game that's you know it's not cagey it's not going to be the word to describe this game but if you feel like we need a real power up then i think you leave martinelli on the bench and you, and you hope trossard has a good 60 minutes what i find this is a good problem to have if you start martinelli i'd like to see whoever doesn't start get a good half hour on the pitch. I, I think they both played really well. They both scored some good goals, some important goals that, you know, Martinelli didn't play amazing in against forest, but um, I think they should be, both be feeling good enough. And I, and I just want to not keep them both happy, but I, I think they both deserve to be there enough that I, I really want to see both of them at some point. I think Trossard came on and was like the only adult on the pitch. I don't know if you said that Tom, but that's exactly mm. how I felt watching him. I was like, get the ball to Trossard. He's going to hold it for us for a second. He's going to let me take, he's yeah. going to let me take my, fingernails out of my mouth for a second you know and just like let us calm down for a second and yeah. so i don't know if that buys him a start but it it it, it just nudges that up into a question i think yeah i i think so um i think that there's certain players that like Havertz, for instance that's, that'd be a good finisher really in this game in terms of finishing the game if we're leading trossard's the same in terms of holding the ball up um trossard's also got a really good record against liverpool scored a hat-trick at anfield as we've said so yeah certainly do agree um leo's next talk us through it mate yeah nothing that hasn't been said already really Jorginho starts there for the reason that uh, we saw him play very well and i think he's going to be very useful in that situation my other thought would be playing rice or the guy on the left and have it on the right but i don't think it's time to experiment against liverpool we've seen it once but and it mm. hasn't quite worked very well and since then we didn't see it anymore so i don't know i don't think i think that's what's what we are going to see ultimately and uh, as jordan said it's either habits or gabriel jesus i went with habit because i thought he generated a lot even if he didn't get on a lot of uh, on the end of a lot of chances, he didn't score, he didn't provide an assist, but uh, he just creates moments. He creates the chaos there. Gabriel Jesus does it also, but in his own way. And I think against Liverpool, the, the physicality will be more needed. The transitions will be more often than against a team like Nottingham Forest. I think Havertz is going to be more useful. And I thought about starting Trossard and letting Martinelli just finish them out in the end. But then I realized that actually Martinelli has a very good record against Liverpool. And I think uh, it's a team that really suits him. The transitions, the spacing behind, the trends or Bradley in the, on, mm. on his flank. And I think, I, th I think it's a game for him. It could have been my star man, but I didn't really think it through when I texted you. So really, <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, I was also thinking about uh, letting Saka come off the bench as well, but I don't see that happening really. Really, biggest game of the season. You're not starting the star boy. I mean, you are obviously in your team, but you've considered not. He scored obviously in the last game as well against Forest. 
Yeah. I yeah. Okay. I uh, just. <laughs> I don't think he's in a really good form. I mean, he's scoring them goals and giving them assists, but he doesn't really seem very sharp. I don't know, very, maybe not very confident. He actually, yeah, against Nottingham, he played quite well. And uh, I've seen him make a run that as fast as I've never seen him make it. Mm. So we will see. But he struggled a lot in, I think, both games against Liverpool. So that was my only reasoning behind that. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Uh, David's. Oh, hold on. I don't know why I've got double Jesus there. I need to change that. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty impressive mm. if we managed to do that. Go on. But yeah, look, same reason why um, Jorginho's in, in, in the team for every, for all the other reasons. I like how Jordan brought up that I think I think what this what this team is missing is that player that has the ability to break the lines. And I think if you're going to have a player that breaks the line as well as Jorginho, you need somebody in that in that forward area that can drop in, receive the ball, spin off, and actually bring the rest of that front three into into play. But the biggest thing about me having um Jesus as a star man is that after that goal, I want to see another one. I want to see another good performance. I want to see another assist. I want to see some more good play. And we need we need a very, very good top striking Jesus for the rest of the season and this might be one of those games where at home in front of in front like in front of the home crowd and stuff like that hopefully everything just comes together for him but everybody else pretty much speaks for himself um it's really going to be interesting what happens with Zinchenko on that left hand side because I think we all saw what happened after the game versus Nottingham Forest with him and White I just think and I hope and pray that this guy is just on on something in this game because the last thing we need is a uh, Zinchenko just getting absolutely obliterated on that side, getting um, isolated time at the time. So hopefully, um, Gabriel, hopefully Rice on that side can provide him a bit of um, a bit of protection. But everybody else just has to just has to do the thing. Everybody else just has to show up, take the chances when they when they come, and just try not to make as many mistakes. Mm. Yeah, I definitely agree with plenty of that, uh, if not all of it. And my lineup's exactly the same. Um, I've put Odegaard as my star man just because I think if we're going to win this game, I think he has to have an unbelievable performance, and I really hope that he does. Um, if we, if he if he's not on it, if he's not having his best game, you know, it takes us our chances of winning down considerably. So I'm really hoping that he steps up and uh, and can focus. The, the image you can see on your screen of Odegaard has been something of. A kind of an expression he shows in quite a few games. Odegaard seems to get more wound up by refereeing decisions at the moment than any other player on the field. I really think there's a sense from him that things are going against us uh, from referees. I notice it in in every single game that I watch him, and sometimes it doesn't get picked up by the TV cameras, obviously, because you don't always get that focusing in on one player. But certainly, it seems whenever there's a, a refereeing issue or mistake Odegaard is the first one to be throwing his arms up in the air he gets very frustrated so I'm hoping that maybe he can refocus in this game because as people have pointed out Liverpool this season are getting a lot of of decisions go their way the Chelsea game in particular was some of the decisions that Chelsea didn't get penalty wise were just ludicrous um so yeah it's it's going to be intriguing to see what kind of uh refereeing performance we see on the day but um, Odegaard's a very, very big player for us, obviously, and uh, was a massive part of last season's success. And hopefully, if we do have him, um, 
uh, available at his top form. He's going to be key once again. But the rest of the team, Raya White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Jorginho, Rice, Odegaard, Saka, Jesus, Martinelli. Uh, uh, interesting point made by Clive, actually. I saw this. I think he put it on Twitter, uh, unless I was listening to The Vision and he said it. But um, he pointed out something about the idea of playing Jorginho and um, Zinchenko doesn't necessarily work because of the positions on the field that they occupy. I remember against Liverpool in the FA Cup, Jorginho played with Kivior at left-back, not Zinchenko. And it was an intriguing proposition. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was definitely put somewhere. And I'm not sure whether or not um, it works or not. I guess we'll see if Jorginho starts. Then are they going to take up the same spaces? Are there going to be too much congestion in the midfield? I guess we will see. But what we're going to see first is, of course, our predictions from you guys in the chat box and our panellists. Leo, we start with you. Scoreline and scorers, please. I'll go with 3-1. Our win, obviously. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe Harvard will get on the end of one. Saka will get on the end of one. We will concede. We'll be very nervy. And in the 80th minute, something like that, maybe on the breakaway. Martinelli will score one as well. Lovely stuff. Jordan? I got a 3-2 game of the season. Absolutely amazing game uh, coming this weekend. I think um, Saka will get a penalty. I think Odegaard will hit one from the Ozone and um, maybe a a Zinchenko karate kick. (laughs) Mm. That would be... uh, Who did he score the one that he did? He did score one, didn't he? I swear I remember him scoring it. Was it Burnley? Mm. Yeah, that was quite the effort. Quite the effort. Davids. Yeah, I'm probably going to say 3-2 as well. Um, I think think even though both of us have really good defences, I think it's going to be a very open game. Um, But I'm going with Jesus. I'm going with Martinelli. And... I cross my fingers that that um that Odegaard comes back up with another goal mm. from the Ozone. I mean, him scoring in this game would really put pay to the critics. It would just be nice to have a really strong mm. reference point of where he's turned up in one of these these really big games. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying in the chat. Uh, our resident Liverpool fan, uh, Ryan Kirkpatrick, says 2-1 Liverpool. And he added earlier on in the show, he said, whilst it's a must-win game for you guys, I think it's almost a must-win game for us as well because City will be looking at this game and hoping... For Liverpool to drop points. I think the dream result for City obviously is a draw. Um, that's what they'll be hoping for. So, and they've got who have they got tomorrow? Uh, Brentford, is it? I think it's Brentford. They're away at Brentford, which I think they lost last season. I don't think they, I think Brentford beat them twice, even last yeah. season away. And, last game and of the season, one nil. Yeah, it was. And they'd already won the league, I think, when they travelled to Brentford. So, but obviously, they, had, they hadn't when they, they faced them at home. So, that's no, by, by no means an easy game for them. Let's hope that Ivan Tony can do us a favour. Uh, Morgie says uh, 2-1 Arsenal. Uh, Sweaty Mello says 3-1. I've got a feeling. I hope you're right, mate. Uh, Aves says uh, 3-1 Arsenal. Saka Odegaard Havertz. Come on, you gunners. Uh, over numerousness, 82, says 3-2. Uh, Hugh uh, Merizier says Liverpool win 3-1. Can't see us winning this game. Uh, Jean says 2-1 White and Smith-Rowe with the goals. Um, 2-1 nervy win from Thomas. Uh, Tom says 1-0 to the Arsenal. It's going to be a nerve-wracking game to watch. Uh, Nicholas says 2-1 Arsenal. Saka and Rice with a late winner. Another Rice late winner. I think he's... His blood pressure will be going through the ceiling if he scores another one after the 90th minute. Uh, Daryl says 3-3 uh, due to a Zinchenko F-up. Not the biggest fan of Zinchenko is Daryl. Uh, Kai's going for a one-goal difference kind of match in this one. It could be very tight. This is the highest scoring Premier League fixture 
of all time. There is not a game in the Premier League, not a matchup in the Premier League that delivers more goals than this one. So that usually means it's going to be nil-nil. So <laughs> let's let's see what happens. But I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with a two-one Arsenal win. Um, a Ben White screamer, of course. And yes, that Martin Odegaard goal would be delicious to see. So hopefully. He can deliver it. Uh, Leo, thank you for your time, mate. Uh, tell people they can find you. I'll find you. I'll find everyone. <laughs> That's the first time oh someone's come God. back to that. That's unnerving, but yeah, sure. Thanks, Leo. Yes. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Jordan. I can't top that. Um, you could uh, you could you could hang out on Instagram at Jordan Lips Fitness if you want some health and fitness content. Yes, and Jordan will find you and help you with your fitness needs. <laughs> David. Jeez, man. I'm going for that off. Jeez, man. You can't take Batman something. <laughs> <laughs> right now, man, look, you, you, uh, you can just find me in the um, in Discord, David D, same as he is here. Lovely stuff. Yes. We've got one shout out for the Discord. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but if you want to join these guys, uh, of course, and and have a chat with them and the hundreds of others in our Discord. You just need to become a member. It allows you to, to get called up for the show and put your hat in the ring to join our preview shows every single week uh, before the games. Uh, and, of course, you get your little uh, icons next to your names in the chat. You can use special emojis, which, I mean, there's a there's a Cedric one, if that is, tipples your fancy. <laughs> if you want to use that type of emoji in the chat, it's there. You can use it. Um, but thank you to everyone that's listened live. Really appreciate your time. Jordan's bringing in. Yes. Go on. What's their name? Tell us. Tell us. His name is Gunner. Oh, well, there you I go. swear. Perfect. My wife was not thrilled, but uh, his name is Gunner. Yeah. <laughs> Gorgeous, mate. Absolutely love this stuff. So many of our members love to bring their pets on, and I'm sitting here with a dog and cat allergy, meaning I never can. And I, it's the worst thing in the world. It is the worst thing about me, I think. Um, but yeah, it's certainly a pain in the ass being allergic to both, but uh, brilliant stuff. Thank you for listening, people. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new and subscribe uh, to, of course, uh, Jordan stuff. And if you'd like to see the other guys, of course, the Discord server is there as well. I'll be back tomorrow morning with any final updates ahead of the massive game. But other than that, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you as always. I'll see you again very soon. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy and respectful. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.